you know, I, I consider this a little bump in the road, but man, I'm looking forward to going out there with a smile and service with a smile. I can't wait. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Fiber New podcast. This is another installment in the Fiber New and COVID-19 series. We're having conversations with franchise partners in different geographic areas to understand and hear from them directly what's happened over March and April, what's happening now, and what's the plan going forward. We want to get a sense of what franchise partners are doing to navigate this period. On this episode, we talked with Anthony Fergola from Fiber New Alleghenies in central Pennsylvania. Anthony describes his experience through this period, what he's done in his business over the past few weeks, and also lays out his well-thought-out and methodical plan for getting back to business within the recommended and mandated guidelines. Anthony shares a lot of great insights. It was an inspiring conversation, and we hope you enjoy. Cheers. Anthony, thanks a lot for sitting down to have a conversation about your business. Pennsylvania was one of the first states to issue um, shelter at home orders. So can you take us back in time uh, to, to when that first happened and then what you've been doing just on a personal level and a business level in the meantime? And then I'd like to just cover the steps you're looking at to reopen as well. But let's go back in time to March. Absolutely, Jesse. Thank you. Um, and glad to do it. Um, so just backing up, um, so in the beginning of March, um, my wife and I, we had some travel plans and we did, uh, you know, they were, they were booked about a year in advance. And uh, so we decided to go, and this was before the height of everything with the COVID was going on and so forth. So we decided that we were going to go on vacation. Um, usually at this point, when I go on vacation, I do hire somebody um, to take my calls, address any inquiries that come in, even whether it's warranty work or any other new items that come in. And that person, you know, does the scheduling for me while I'm away and uh, takes care of everything from that perspective. So upon our return, um, it was uh, it was still not quite the height of everything that's going on. Um, my wife, uh, where she's employed, um, they did put her on a 14-day work-from-home quarantine. And what I did, since I had a full calendar for the next few weeks, was I was just phoning people the day before in advance, asking if they were comfortable with me coming in and, you know, continuing to do what I do. And I didn't get any, you know, negative negativity or any folks just saying, hey, no, we don't want you to come in, um, which was a good thing. And then, uh, Come, this was around the 16th of March up until the 23rd of March is when the governor of Pennsylvania did put out the memo, gave an address and said non-essential businesses must shut down. We're considered one of the non-essential businesses. Um, so I had to close my shop doors um, and then also the mobile service. So my dilemma at that time was I had a full calendar for three weeks out, um, which was a good dilemma to have. Um, so I had to phone on folks and just let them know that it was going to be some time until we can get released before I can show up. Um, funny thing with that is most folks, um, they, uh, they wanted me to come. They didn't really want me to cancel with them and so forth. Um, but I just wanted to keep things, you know, straight, keep them legitimate and so forth with the governor's orders and have that respect. And then also just the respect, um, you know, maybe some folks that wanted me to come, but maybe weren't sure about the comfort level and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, during the, you know, from March 23rd through until two weeks ago, 
um, is when the governor here in PA said on May 8th, you guys are free to go out and work. You're still going to have to practice things accordingly, um, but you're able to go work. So during that time, that gap, I'll say from March 23rd until April, I won't say that I shut down completely. Um, I was fortunate to still have some folks, whether they were referrals or inquiries that came to me, reaching out to me, asking if they could uh, um, drop stuff off at my shop or if I would go to their home and pick things up and do some service work from that perspective. I was doing some RVs in there as well, um, in which I did. So that kept me you know, afloat, not the volumes that I normally would do, but at least it kept me occupied. I, it also kept me occupied in the sense that um, you know, where I had some downtime, if you were, where I wasn't running the appointments that I was running, um, usually, um, it gave me time to reflect on my business and what's important to my business and what it would be that I can do better um, on the go forward, especially maybe using this time where maybe in certain areas that I failed or we'll call lessons learned, what can I do on the go forward to make those things better? Um, you know, one thing that I really wanted to do was keep my name out there. Um, so I was utilizing, you know, Facebook ads and so forth. And I know I got some inquiries through there and I'm continuing to do that, utilizing the Facebook ads um, just to keep my name out there, keep our branding out there in a good way. Um, so I got some leads from that. I had some estimate inquiries from there. Um, the other thing that I did was I organized my shop. Um, you know, I got different workbenches and everything that I built just to make things easier for me when I do bring things back there. Um, so that helped me out again. And then I also had time to reflect on, okay, so when we do get the green light, and this was before I knew we had the green light come May, what am I going to do to jumpstart my business again, not only with the leads that I already had in place, but future leads um, and go from there. Um, so I just started to think about things, you know, with that, I will say I ordered um, certain PPE gear with the understanding that knowing that um, once we, you know, things were lifted and, you know, I hate to use the say go back to norm because I don't know what normal is going to be. And, I, you know, we're going to have to adapt to these changes, whatever the new norm is going to be. Um, I still want folks to feel comfortable with me coming in their home and the optics of everything, you know, where I'm coming in their home and I have a mask on, I have gloves on, I have shoe booties on, um, you know, I'm armed with APC, even if it is just an inspection where I'll wipe everything down when I go in and wipe everything down when I leave. Um, you know, so I just started thinking about these things. Uh, oh, I'm you, sorry. I'm just, I'm going to interject there because I'm curious on this. With the PPE gear, are you going to just by default be masked, gloved, et cetera? Or are you going to ask the customer their comfort level before you enter a home? How are you, how are you going to broach that topic? Or no, I'm, I'm actually going to go armed and get, okay. you know, say geared up, whether the comforter, whether the customer wants me to or not, I am because I, I am a person of optics in the sense that, you know, it just, it just, what sets me apart from anyone else doing one, what it is that we do, or, you know, what, what just sets us apart from anyone else. Um, you know, whether it's the customer service that we provide, whether, you know, we go in, we speak well, we're groomed well and so forth. Um, and we're just 
take we're being cognizant of our surroundings and awareness and so forth so i'm not necessarily going to ask their comfort level i am going to show up with a mask on and i well you know now that you bring that up today would be a good example i did hold an appointment today i went over and did the appointment they were only a few miles down the road for me um and you know i knocked on the door i went i had my mask on i had my gloves on and i put my shoe booties when i come in the door they said not necessary. Would you like us to put our masks on and so forth? And I, mm. I said, that would be, you know, that would be your call. I said, you know, from what I understand, because um, I have a physician who I'd done work for in the past and uh, he brought me a seat that he had that he wanted um, repaired and so forth. Um, so he dropped it off at my shop. I didn't see him at the time that he dropped it off, but when he came and picked it up, I was there and he came in, you know, my door was open. He came in and I said, Oh, give me a minute. I'll put my mask on. And he said, no need. As long as I have mine on, you're good. <laughs> you know, from there, <laughs> but you know, so, I mean, I'm figured it's coming from a physician. He kind of knew what he was talking about. So, you know, I use that same logic today. So I guess when I'm going into the customer's home, I'm not necessarily going to ask them to gear up, put a mask on, wear gloves and so forth. But as long as the optics are there that they are seeing that I'm being respectful of coming into their home and, and whatnot, I'm okay with it. And like I said, it, today's example, that person had no issue. They, they actually said, Oh, you don't need to do all that. Just come in and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I prefer to do it this way. And that, that was that. I find that really interesting. This is going to become the new kind of like just social agreement um, in, in interacting with people, isn't it? Where, you know, if, you have the mask on. That's great. If not, then I'll put mine on. How are we going to negotiate this? Right. Um, it, but I, I kind of appreciate your stance on it. We're just by default. You're, you know, you're going to be the one to take the step to have the mask and the gloves and the booties on and just go from there. Um, feel out the expectations and comfort level of the customer. And then just, like I said, make an agreement from there in terms of how to conduct yourself. So makes sense to me. I think that's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the person, um, you know, a lot of times when I do like today was, um, you know, today's appointment, it was an ex inspection. So I was just going in to check, you know, on a mechanism, um, getting the tag info pictures and such, um, you know, a lot of times folks will come over and they'll want to help me lift the furniture. And in this case, the guy asked if, if he, you know, if I needed help and so forth. Um, you know, and I said, no worries. I, you know, I, I don't usually, you know, I, I'll say personally, you know, from a business standpoint, um, I don't usually ask the customer to help me on those things. I think it's more professional that if I did need help, I would have brought somebody with me, um, you know, or I'll move it from there. But not that I don't appreciate the help. I think it's just more, you know, from a business focused perspective or professionalism. Um, you know, and, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm okay with moving it and so forth, but he, he was respectful in keeping his distance. We'll say at six feet and asking if I would have been comfortable with him coming closer. Good. Again, that's part of that agreement, that new social <laughs> arrangement yeah. agreement, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, I don't know what the new norm is going to be if this is it, <laughs> when then we're able to adapt to it, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We had talked briefly too about virtual quotes and inspections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, during that, you know, during this past month, um, you know, I was still taking on some jobs, whether it was warranty work or some moving and storage companies, um, you know, that I have a relationship with for, you know, folks that get some um, damage, um, you know, whether it's in transit, um, brushing up a couch or something like that. Um, and, uh, so I was continuing those appointments. I was phoning on the folks and just asking them, I, I said, I, I guess I'll start in saying I took liberty. I didn't necessarily know if the moving and storage companies or even the warranty companies 
were going to be on board with it. So I guess I did it and asked for forgiveness later, if you will. Uh, so I, I phoned the folks and I asked them if they would be willing to schedule an appointment. And I just let the folks know that it would probably be a little bit quicker. We could do it two ways. I can say, you know, I can say when we get reopened, I can put you on the calendar, make a phone call and come out your way then. Or if you'd like to FaceTime with me or do some type of video call, because I do have Zoom as well. Um, I'd be glad to do the video call because I just need to see the furniture, see the area that you have an issue with, and I need pictures of that along with the tags um, information. And uh, I had no folks, you know, rebut me on that or say, no, this is your job. You need to come and do it. They were all more than welcome to help me with that because that would expedite their claim as well. Um, so we would schedule an appointment, um, you know, whether it was a moving and storage company, because sometimes those inspections do take a little bit longer. I'll say maybe a half hour or so, as opposed to some of the other furniture inspections that might be 10, 15 minutes. Um, we would schedule and they would walk over to the furniture. They would, um, you know, take um, video and I would show it through FaceTime. I can get a screenshot that way or they would just take the pictures if they weren't like, I'll say, technically friendly um, and understanding. They would take the photos or I would just write down the information um, you know, from that or get a screenshot real quick when they had it zoomed in, um, get a screenshot from my phone. Um, so, you know, with that, I'll say with the warranty company, the ones that I had been doing it for um, and let them know that, hey, I didn't necessarily go on site, um, but we did it virtually. And, you know, I have all the information. Can I enter it in the system as if I were on site? They did say, well, we don't normally do this, but because of the pandemic, because of the situation, yeah, it works. Um, you know, from there. So I was able to enter the work orders there. I did the same for the moving and storage company. I phoned them and I said, you know, here's how I was able to do it. And because most of these guys, especially with moving and storage companies or even warranty companies, they don't like to leave this stuff on their desk that long right. with the unknown of when they can close this. Um, you know, so yeah, they were more than happy to realize that, hey, I was doing these virtual inspections and I can, you know, type up the report and send it over to them with all the information that they needed. And going forward, it looks like that could be still in place, correct? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't see any issue with the moving and storage companies and me doing that moving forward because what I'm envisioning on the go forward when I have these, when I put these into, you know, like I'll say my typical mobile service day, I use them as kind of filler in between of what I normally would do and such. Um, so yeah, with the moving and storage companies, I see no issue on the go forward, um, you know, and even just phoning the um, folks when I get the claim via email, whether I'm sitting in my car or something like that. And, but they've been okay with me doing it because I'll, I'll say I probably did the better part of, you know, a dozen of those in the last month. I think it's smart. I think it's fantastic. And, and this is one of the positive changes that will come out of this is these little tweaks in what will create more efficiency for you in the end. So uh, good for you for just going for it. Like you said, ask for forgiveness after the fact and, and it happened to work out to your advantage. So I uh, commend you on that. Okay, so let's talk about going forward now. I know May 8th, in uh, Pennsylvania is a is a big day, and I know there's a, a colored uh, phase in plan. Do you want to bring us up to speed with what the guidelines are as far as the state goes, and then how you're going to step back into work? Sure, sure. Um, so we were currently, you know, and the governor just maybe did this maybe about three weeks ago, where he signed a certain bill that said there's red, yellow, and green phases, and they were going to open up 
certain counties or certain regions at a certain time. Um, you know, in our region, um, we're going to be opened up. We're going to be put from the red phase to the yellow phase come May 8th. And what the yellow phase means is certain non-essential businesses, us, for example, are now ready to go up and running um, and handle appointments and so forth. Now, their expectation of that is still following the C CDC, um, the Center for D Disease Control or the PA Department of Health um, guidelines. And again, social distancing, um, less than 25 in a room or in a house. Um, masks are still required, um, and that, that's about the extent of it, I'll say, for what we're required. I'm going to still continue with masks. I'm going to still continue with gloves and shoe booties um, from there. I know I was on the huddle call the other day, and I think Ronnie, if I'm not mistaken, Ronnie Seaton brought up about having, like, some coveralls and stuff. And I started to look into that. It's going to be gear that's hard to get, but I thought that would be a great idea because, again, from my perspective, the optics of it is me coming in, being aware of my surroundings, being respectful for those folks that I'm servicing from that standpoint. Um, but in any event, the go forward that I have in mind and what I've been doing, so what I've been doing the past few days is calling those folks, um, you know, that I've had on my calendar to follow up with. I've been calling them the schedule. Um, May 8th is the green, you know, green light into the yellow category. Um, I'm, I didn't schedule any appointments on May 8th as far as service requests or I'll say any money, money making appointments, I, you know, but they are money making appointments in the sense that May 8th is my day where I'm going to get up. I'm going to go visit those commercial accounts that I haven't had any contact with in the last month, maybe other than a phone call or an email or something like that, but I'm going to go face to face. Um, say hello, how you been, how things going, how's business, um, you know, what can I help with in your short, medium, or long-term goals um, on the go forward. Those commercial accounts entail furniture stores that I service, um, you know, a couple car dealerships. I, I service a lot more furniture stores than uh, dealerships, um, but, you know, so the furniture stores, car dealerships, um, I service a lot more RVs um, as well, RV service center. So that's where I'm going. And that's going to be my day, along with maybe going to visit, you know, so during this trying time, we're finding, you know, from the needs of medical and so forth. So I'm going to go visit. Um, I know there's, you know, certain gatekeepers, but I'm just going to go visit these medical facilities as well and see if there's anything that I can do again in the short, medium or long term. Um, because I'm sure their tables or, you know, their beds are getting, you know, whether they're getting used or not, they're getting wiped down. So I'm sure there's going to be some damages and stuff there. So that would open up a good opportunity for me and at least put my face out there. I, I guess I'm treating it how I treated when I first started the business, hmm. uh, where I beat the pavement pretty hard and heavy um, in introducing myself and branding myself and, you know, just going from there. Um, you know, uh, as you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, I used this past month where I had some downtime where I didn't have as many appointments as I had to reflect on some of the, you know, I'll say some of the good habits I had that turned into yeah. bad habits that I stopped doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, so it's, you know, it's kind of, uh, I'll say it's a rebirth of, you know, me branding in the business from that, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a really good energy to put forth. Is is a it's kind of like a, a reboot phase, isn't it? And you can pull from your experience when you first started your business and say, "Hey, I've been here before. Uh, let's do it all over again, but in a, in a different light." So I, I like that philosophy. I think it's smart. Yeah. So yeah, mate. Um, this Friday's my um, sales call day. Um, okay. Come Monday. 
Um, I didn't, you know, again, I'll say it's a soft biz reopening because okay. I'm still going to utilize the sales calls and stuff. So normally on a given day where I may have four or five appointments or sometimes even more, depending on what it entails, um, I scaled low um, to where Monday I'm scheduling three. I have some windshield time because they're my travel appointments as well, but I'm going to utilize that time for additional sales calls into those areas because my, well, my territory's big. Um, so in those er areas that I'm not going to go on Friday, I'm going to go Monday and I'm, I'm doing the same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's my go forward plan. What's your perspective on the months to come in, in light of what we've just gone through and, and kind of mindset of society? So that's, I know with that. that's a big question, I know. Yeah, but it's a good question because it was actually something that I was thinking about. Um, especially, you know, again, I'll say it, you know, I, I don't want to say we're not at the peak because I don't want to negate those areas that are still experiencing certain areas. But in the beginning, when the governor said, okay, non-essential businesses, um, you know, shut down. And then, you know, a lot of folks in this area or my community getting laid off and everything. I'm, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, my. I don't know if folks are going to going to want to spend on certain cosmetic things. How's that? What's that going to you know? How what's that going to look like? It's it's a big unknown. Um, surprisingly, through this past month, um, you know, the inquiries have still been coming in. Folks want to get their furniture fixed, whether it's fixed meaning a repair or fixed meaning cosmetic in the sense that they have some discoloration and everything. They want to get stuff done. Um, these these were the inquiries that were coming in. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, I, I was actually talking to somebody about the, a friend of mine about this the other day, and I think this past month for me might be just a little bump in the road uh, huh. because I think things are positive on the go forward where, yeah, I still am getting inquiries, and I know I'm getting inquiries from these Facebook ads that I'm putting out along with Google inquiries, but mainly these Facebook ads that I'm putting out just keeping my branding in there. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the service um, on the commercial accounts, you know, folks are still calling in. I had a guy the other day, here's a prime example. Um, he has, uh, you know, he has a, a stickly piece, um, and this is a furniture store that I service. They phone, he phoned the furniture store, and uh, um, they gave him my contact info. And he called me up, and uh, he said, well, my frame's broke. I'd like my frame fixed. I'd like an extra foot added to the underside of it. He said, while you're here, I'd also like you to look at my phone because the phone just doesn't sit well with me and maybe talk about replacing that. And then while you're also here, he goes, I made a big mistake. I looked online and saw that if I used alcohol and hairspray, I could take a pen mark out of my couch. Well, I did that, and now I have no color to my couch. Uh, so he's like, and, the pen and mark's I, gone, right? <laughs> the pen mark's gone, absolutely. He said, it bothers me to high heaven. He goes, I called the store, and they said, you're the guy that I need to talk to. Uh, so, so, I mean, obviously, he what, he's not too concerned about what's going on here. Um, you know, I didn't ask his employment status or anything from that standpoint. I sent him an estimate, and he responded, when can you start? Um, so these things are still happening. You know, again, I go back with it, you know, it appears that folks are still wanting to have their stuff done. Um, especially, you know, again, I'm heavy on the furniture, so that's what I can talk best about. Um, but I'm still doing vehicle seats and so forth. You know, a couple of the used car dealerships that I service, um, you know, they're they're saying that, you know, the one guy that I spoke to, the the owner of the dealership, um, you know, 
a couple months ago, he he had trouble getting inventory for on his lot. Um, that's not his issue anymore. He's getting inventory because they've been shut down. Um, and now that they're opened up and can sell cars, I mean, they're still restricted in how they can do. He has work for me to do because he has these cars that have been coming in or that he'd been getting at auctions and so forth that need um, things that his de detailer can't do. Um, so, he, you know, it's throwing it my way. Um, you know, so these things are going to continue. I think, uh, you know, I I'll say, you know, my point of view um, and I can only reflect on my community that I live. I think some folks and, and the folks that I'm talking to and so forth, um, you know, they took this epidemic seriously um, or the pandemic seriously. Um, but now, you know, maybe things start to look like they're leveling off. They're not too concerned because they know their job's going to be back for them when they go back, um, you know, for, for the most part. And uh, they're, they're okay with moving on. And I want to commend you on your handling of the situation. I think that you followed the shelter at home orders to a T when they were issued. You did what you could in the meantime, and you have a, a, a well thought out methodical ramping up plan going forward. So thanks a lot for sharing, Anthony. I think that um, May and June are going to be good months for Fiber New and for, for people in general, just to, to get back at it in, in some sense. Really appreciate you sharing your perspective on it, your experience and where you're at. Oh, no worries, Jesse. I, again, I appreciate, and I, you know, I, 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 I'll note this. I never look back and say, oh my God, what did I do? I'm very glad that I chose FiberNew. Um, I'm part of the FiberNew family. I do like the way head offices handle a variety of things, you know, and again, being mindful of the situation that's going on because every area is differently. I appreciate, you know, again, being mindful in the thought process um, with reference to our royalties, I'm glad the way you guys handled the seminar in such a short time to be able to do what you guys had done. It was great. And they, you know, and even, you know, again, where I say maybe I got into certain bad habits, I learned so much more um, on these seminars. I did take some, you know, I, I, I got a lot of takeaways, which was a good thing for me as well. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries, Jesse. Again, you know, I consider this a little bump in the road, but man, I'm looking forward to going out there with a smile and service with a smile. I can't wait. <laughs> Us too. We're, yeah. we're with, with you and step, man. Sounds good. Right. Take care, Thanks. Jesse. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Anthony Fagola for sharing his thoughts in this conversation. Thank you for listening in, and thanks to Delicate Steve for the music. There's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to navigating this period, but we hope that sharing conversations and ideas like this will help. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. Send me an email, jesse at fibernew.com. Thanks a lot, everyone. Take good care. Bye for now.